Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Are you moving on or are you getting ready for the offseason? Either way, we welcome you to the show. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today. Hope this is a happy Sunday night for you in Fantasy Week 14. And we're going to recap all the action. Adam Azer, Jamie Eisenberg, and Heath Cummings will, of course, get into those waiver wire running backs. They were uh, they were okay. They were really good if you consider Austin Eckler. Hope you started him. And uh, there were some goal line frustrations today. But, guys, what about the Miami Dolphins? What a What a finish. How cool was that? It was amazing. It was. What are they going to call it? The Miami Miracle? All right, so I'm glad you asked. Heath, do you have a funny name for it? Do you have a good name for it? I have no name for it. All right, so I said Miracle in Miami is stupid. We had Miracle in Minnesota last year, for crying out loud. Give me. Well, it a, wasn't Miracle in Minnesota. It was the Minneapolis Miracle. Whatever. Give me a better name for what happened today. And I asked the people on Twitter. Dolphins Delight. That's not bad. See if you like these better. The Miami Marvel, the Marvel in Miami, the Drake Escape, uh, Meaningless in Miami. The, that was a meaningless. Yeah, no, it's not. It's funny, but it's not meaningless. The quote, Belichick is wrong sometimes, too. Why put Gronk on the back line when there's no way Tannehill is going to throw a jump ball to the end zone from their own 30 play? Miami nice. That's, that's not bad. Stunner on South Beach, the Vice City victory, the lateral at the Everglades. Um... What else we got? The 305 special, hullabaloo at the Hard Rock, Patriots Day debacle, the fish fillet flambe, um, mania in Miami, Magic it City could, it, Marvel. It could be the play that ends the Patriots Super Bowl hopes. I was thinking it may be the play that ends the Patriots dynasty. Yeah, because they're going to have to go on the road in the playoffs, and that's not going to be good for them. Well, that doesn't have a good ring to it, but it could be true. Magic City Magic is actually, I think, kind of cool. I'm go- oh, Draking Bad. That might be it from the cool original. Draking that's Bad. Pro- that's probably a Patriots headline. Oh, that's a good uh, Maybe, maybe. All right, well, honey. Oh, Bonanza by the Beach. Yeah, I like it from Brian Wilson. Thank you. Well, how's our Bonanza going right now, by the way? I, I am rooting so hard against the Bonanza. It is currently in progress, and I need Gurley and Cooks to not do so well. But um, we move on to uh, just a quick stat to start this show. 15 quarterbacks have scored 20 or more fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues this week entering Sunday night. That's pretty good, but only three of them have scored more than 26 fantasy points. They are Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, and Ryan Tannehill. That's just a quick note. You know, it's a, there's a good chance that you didn't Matt win. Matt Ryan or, wasn't over that? No, I think he was at 26. I think he scored exactly 26. Oh. There's a good chance you didn't separate yourself, good or bad, at quarterback this week. There were a lot of similar performances across the board. Uh, winners and losers in just a second, but first the news and notes. Melvin Gordon and James Conner both have a chance to play next week. And uh, no sense getting into it now. We can, of course, get into it on Tuesday with the waiver wire show. Ben Roethlisberger left with a rib injury, but he returned late in the game. Heath, we wanted more from Ben Roethlisberger. He would have been over 26 fantasy points, I guarantee it. Yeah, it was a... Uh, I- I don't know how bad his rib injury is. He jogged back onto the field to uh, some really loud applause. Steelers fans in Oakland or Los Angeles or Vegas or wherever they are right now were very happy to see him. <laughs> uh, and then he stood there on the sidelines while they lost the lead, came back in, took it back. Um, 
it was it was a disappointing effort. It was, and he, he ended up with 23 fantasy points, so it was not that bad of a game for Roethlisberger. But it was really bad for Antonio Brown, and if Roethlisberger has to miss times, and uh, Jamie and Josh Dobbs got hurt too? I believe so. I believe that's why Roethlisberger came back in. I, I haven't seen any official, but that's what uh, the people I was watching the game with said. Okay. I was back and forth on the on the set, so I didn't know. Yeah, if Roethlisberger does miss time, uh, that's... There's no way he's missing next week. Patriots. No, he shouldn't have yeah. missed any plays this week. <laughs> Hope you're right. We had some injury scares with Spencer Ware and Tyreek Hill, but they were able to come back in. However, Spencer Ware was good. Spencer Ware was good, except he was part of the goal line madness that we saw, which was disappointing, where Damian Williams scored a touchdown. Uh, but Crowell, McCoy, Jordan Reed, Austin Eckler, all left. Jamie, what? What's the impact here? Crowell, McCoy, Jordan Reed, Austin Eckler all all left with injuries. Eckler left very late. Uh, yeah, he left on the onside kick. Um, I think, I mean, look, if Melvin Gordon plays next week, then that's no real concern with Eckler outside of the, the deeper leagues that you'd be counting on him. But I think with Crowell, you saw Elijah McGuire. You know, he wasn't great, but he was good. 60 yards yep. and touchdown. And that's a guy we've talked about several times over the last month after Bilal Powell got hurt. Um, I think with, uh, you know, with, with McCoy, he hasn't been good this season. Are you going to trust all of a sudden Chris Ivory? I know he had a couple of good games when McCoy's been banged up, but still, uh, I don't know how many people at this point in the season are going to look at him and say, that's the guy I'm starting outside of, you know, 14, 16 team leagues type of thing. Okay, and uh, Josh Johnson is going to replace Mark Sanchez at quarterback for Washington. He'll start next week. Dallas guard Zach Martin left with an injury in the fourth quarter. I don't know why I have this in the notes, but I was disappointed to see it. Dan Arnold wasn't active for the Saints. So that was a surprise. Was. Uh, one other injury scare was Zeke. Yeah, he, yeah. Um, he, he got checked for a concussion. He came back in. Yeah, he. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, are you kidding me? Because last night I was going to pick up Rod Smith. I didn't have room for him. I was like, ah, Zeke doesn't get hurt. He's fine. But he, he did come back in. And the Dolphins have won five out of six at home against the Patriots. How about that? Magic City, magic. All right, winners. I, I got one losers. more note for you. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Hit me with it. The two highest point individual point totals in PPR this year both happened in week 14. Mm, Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry's number two. He was number one for all of two and a half days. <sighs> so who was better than him in PPR? Why can't I think of this? Uh, Jarvis Landry? No. Who? Amari Cooper. Oh, Amari Cooper, of course. 10 catches, 217 yards, three touchdowns. The number one PPR performance of the season. That's a great stat. Thank you, Heath. Good stuff. I got, I got, I got a few more. I'm going to one-up you. Actually, this is you the best. one-up that. Yeah, I can. The Redskins had not allowed a run of more than 21 yards all year before this week. Can you oh, freaking it's believe that? Oh, it's time. I mean, I heard it on the broadcast. That's all. Okay, consider yourself one up. That team, that team is <clears throat> atrocious. Who do they get I, next I, week? I feel bad for them. Jacksonville, so two atrocious teams. Um, I I feel bad for Washington because they had a nice season going. They really did. They did. And the offensive line fell apart, and Alex Smith fell apart, <laughs> and that was just a total disaster. Yeah, what I was gonna say was, you you need to stream the DST that faces the Redskins, even though. Johnson was much better than uh, Sanchez, but yeah, they're seventy-five percent on the Jaguars DST. Well, anyway, winners and losers. Here we go, Jamie. Kick it off with your winners. You've got Tom Brady and Ian Thomas. Let's start with Brady. 
who uh, 32 fantasy points. I'm not sure if Dak leapfrogged him, but he's either number one or number two right now and had a big game at Miami. Outside of what happened to him at the end of the first half, which may have ended up costing him the game, in hindsight, he looked awesome. Um, very surprising they took a sack there at the end of the first half yeah. because they gave up points. Uh, but he looked like the Brady we were expecting all season. And, you know, Heath had a very telling statement on the podcast earlier this week about if you're relying on Tom Brady in your fantasy playoffs, you're probably not in the fantasy playoffs. But if you did have him and managed to get here, he rewarded you in a big, big way. You know, obviously Gronkowski's a winner. He looked like the Gronk of old outside of trying to tackle Kenyon Drake at the end. Um, but it was, you know, all systems go for him against a, a in a great matchup. And I think he's going to be great again against Pittsburgh next week. Is there a rhyme or reason, guys, when you're projecting the Patriots? Or is it just a crapshoot <laughs> in terms of... Well, seriously, it's like, you know they've got a whole bunch of good fantasy-relevant players, and not all of them are going to be good every week. Well, that's that's what I said, I think, on Thursday or Friday. Two right. of them are going to suck. And it was the running backs. Maybe only one of them did this week. No, Michelle and White were both bad. That's true. That's right. Those were the two. Yeah. Well, no, Gordon wasn't great. Yeah, but he he didn't kill you though. Michelle had yeah, five twenty carries, twenty carries, and he couldn't he couldn't have a big game. That's so disappointing. But of course, he got James Devlin. So annoying. Somebody, uh, I I I tweeted when he scored touchdown. I hate James Devlin. He goes and two replies I thought were funny. One, it was back to back. It kind of just coincides with each other. Bill Belichick hates your fantasy team, and he puts in the devil. He puts the devil in. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Jamie, your other winner is Ian Thomas. Nine catches, 77 yards on 11 targets for the <coughs> Panthers tight end at Cleveland. I uh, I made another stupid mistake. <coughs> Idiot moron move last minute. Um, one of my lineups, thankfully, I was able to win because I had a Mark Cooper. Uh, but I took out Ian Tom. I bet I uh, added Matt Lacoste and dropped Ian Thomas. Last night, I recommended Matt Lacoste over Trey Burton to someone. And... Uh, I don't have a problem with that. Trey Burns stinks. Yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure I've already lost that. We're five minutes into the Rams game. <laughs> so Yeah, uh, but still. I mean, Trey Burton had been terrible. Yeah. Well, Ian Thomas is uh, 17% owned. And, Jamie, you know the Saints, they're so good against tight ends. Tight ends, that's his next matchup. <laughs> he had two catches. He had two catches. <laughs> they were two two very important catches, but he had two catches. Cameron Bray against the Saints. Uh, Heath, if you're you, winners, if you sorry. If you were to say after that first quarter, James Winston is going to finish with blank. You would have said, oh, my God, he's going to have the best game of his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and George Kittle. Did George Kittle have a catch in the second half? No, he didn't need to. He didn't, right? He, well, he was five y- at halftime, he was five yards short of the all-time record for a tight end, and he did not break the record. 210 yards in the first half, zero in the second. That's amazing. Okay, I'm so scatterbrained today because this really was such an awesome day of football. Like, sneaky great game, Jets-Bills. How about that finish? Um, and like none of it matters because the Miami game was so awesome. But, Heath, who are your winners today? Uh, first one, back to that Patriots-Dolphins game. I'll go with Kenny Stills. Um, he is looking more and more like Ryan Tannehill's favorite. He was the only receiver, only player that had more than four targets in this game. He had nine. <clears throat> Nobody else besides Devontae Parker had more than one target in the game. Still scored the touchdown, Are eight catches, kidding? 135 yards. Wow. Looking exactly like what we expected from him. And he may pass Alshon Jeffrey. I, I'm <laughs> looking it up right now. <laughs> was, Jeffrey as, soon scored. As, got, as soon as you said that, I went to go look right now. So Jeff, I'm, I'm going to yeah. tell you where they are. Jeffrey scored today. Jeffrey scored. 
Yeah. Uh, I thought about yeah. that, though. He was about 15 points back of Jeffrey going into this week, so he's probably 10 back now. Uh, Stills is only 61%. Oh, but here's the problem, Heath. You see his next two matchups at Minnesota, home against Jacksonville. Is that a, is that a problem? That's a problem, yes. Okay. Uh, and your other one, how about this sneaky winner? Tim Patrick, unowned, seven catches, 85 yards on 10 targets. And I'll, I'll throw in the, and this is a Broncos wide receiver, Tim Patrick. I'll, I'll throw in that Cortland Sutton to me is probably the biggest disappointment of fantasy week 14. But uh, talk yeah, to me about he, Patrick. He left that game for a while. He was hobbled, and but then he was back in at the end, so I don't think it was a serious injury. But there was obviously a little bit of a connection there. Deshaun Hamilton did score the touchdown, so that was it's kind of saved his day if you went to him as a deep sleeper. But Patrick was the guy that Keenum was looking for more often, and unlike Kenny Stills, he has better matchups the next couple of weeks. Cleveland, and then at Oakland, and then the Chargers, Tim Patrick. Well, right. Hamilton's had a good day in PPR. He had seven for 47 in the touchdown. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and they didn't do as well. Well, Hamilton did, I guess. Did I guess? But uh, Sutton and and Patrick didn't do as well as most receivers who get six or more targets against the 49ers usually do. Losers. Well, PPR did. Who did? And Patrick. Uh, yeah, yeah but my PPR point. That's a good day. My stat was. Yeah, I mean, ha- Hamilton. Hamilton ended up with the best day of their receiver group. Keith, your losers: James White and Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, I could have picked either one of the Patriots running backs, but I'm not going to call Sony Michelle a loser when he gets 20 carries. If he gets 20 carries every week, he's going to be good. Uh, James White had four targets and four carries in this game. That's a bad, bad situation. And now it's two out of three games where he's been the odd man out. He did have one game, I think, with nine targets since everybody's been healthy. But we see just a little bit from Rex Burkhead, just a little bit from James Devlin, and I don't think like if James White's not the clear number two running back and he's getting four carries then you're just totally counting on it being a game where they think the best matchup is throwing to White right this clearly wasn't that game I do think this is an interesting week from the week 15 because typically when they're facing a team that has a good pass rush and the Steelers still have a good pass rush it's ball out quick and he's usually heavily involved in these big games at home uh, next week they're on the road, right, at Pittsburgh? Oh, it's in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Pretty sure. I still think I still think he's going to be involved. Yeah, you'd hope so. Uh, I, I think it'll be him or Edelman, because and there was a big deal made when the Steelers lost to the Chargers about how they were trying to cover Keenan Allen with the linebacker. Mm-hmm. And oh, we, they're going to be covering both those guys with linebackers, and their linebackers aren't great in coverage. Yeah, two Saturday games next week. Very fun. Houston at the Jets, Cleveland at Denver. And only two, as of right now, unless things change with flexing or something, only two 4 o'clock Eastern games. Seattle, San Francisco, and New England, Pittsburgh. Which one are you going to be watching, folks? Your other loser is Larry Fitzgerald Heath. Five catches, 55 yards on nine targets. And when I sent this in, it was looking a lot worse for Larry Fitzgerald. I think he had two targets in the game. He got a lot of targets late in this game. But Josh Rosen is just terrible right now. Mm. And I think... That Fitzgerald was really benefiting a little bit from having Christian Kirk over there as someone else that the defense actually had to cover. He's obviously not someone that's going to get open a lot. He just runs those types of routes that are easily targeted. But um, this was not an encouraging performance. Jamie, two losers for you are two guys that I think people are going to have trouble trusting going forward. Uh, Adrian Peterson and Calvin Ridley. I think with Peterson... You know, it's it's kind of twofold. It's you're going to look at what happened with Derrick Henry last week and say, oh, maybe Peterson could do that. No, because um, he gets Jacksonville this week. 
it, it's just that the, the, the offensive line and the quarterback situation are a problem, a, a big problem. Yeah. Because if he can't do this, he can't do anything against the Giants. Right. He's not going to do anything against anybody. Ten carries for 16 yards, one catch for three yards against the Giants. And as Heath pointed out last week, Adrian Peterson had a 90-yard run and did not get to 100 yards in the game. He had eight carries on his other eight yards on his other eight carries. So uh, you're just hoping and praying that he scores at this point. And and Ridley, uh, Arizona get, gets back home next week. Arizona at home. Uh, yeah, he's eh, he's just mo- usually uninvolved. I I mean, look, he, you could call him a third receiver, but. I, again, at this point in the season, you got to trust either great matchup or great player, and I don't know if he has either of those. Sure. Okay. So those are your winners and your losers. Just uh, want to tell you about our other podcasts real quick um, at cbssports.com slash podcast, cbssports.com slash podcast. Please check them out. Waiver wire running back. So how did they do? Jeff Wilson had 23 carries for 90 yards and one catch for six yards. In non-PPR, he was the top performer. In PPR, Jalen Samuels was better. 11 carries for 28 yards, 7 catches for 64 yards. Steven Ridley had a short yardage touchdown for the Steelers, but that's pretty much all he did. And then Austin Eckler was the best of the bunch, if you consider him. Uh, Justin Jackson, very uh, disappointing for Justin Jackson. 7 carries for 12 yards, 2 catches for 23 yards against the Bengals. Well... What do you have to? What do you guys think uh, overall, Heath? Why don't you kick it off? Just your overall thoughts on the waiver wire running backs that we spent so much time talking about. I mean, I think Wilson and Samuels were both good. They were both unlucky to not score a touchdown, is what I would say. If you're going to tell me that Jeff Wilson has 24 touches and 96 yards, I'm going to guess he scores a touchdown most weeks. Same thing for Jalen Samuels: 18 touches, 92 yards. They were both very, very good. They got unlucky and didn't score touchdowns. He, Jamie. Any thoughts on these guys? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's very, you know, very much similar to what he said. The only thing is now, what do you do moving forward? Because if Eckler's out, can you trust Dustin Jackson against the Chiefs if, if Melvin Gordon does play? If Eckler's out and Melvin Gordon's out, I'm going to be starting Dustin Jackson. I think that's the sentiment for most people, but you didn't really get a good semblance of confidence from him after what he did today. Nope. So, and then I think you know Samuels should be in most lineups next week. Samuel's up. So Samuel's got, you know, got the touchdown going to Ridley there, but he was also Samuel's also later in the game was in near the goal line. So it's not to say that if Connor's out next week that Ridley is definitely the goal line guy. Right, right. I, I think if like let's just say that Matt Breida, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, and James Connor are all out next week, you're starting all three of those guys. You're starting Jackson, you're starting Wilson, you're starting Samuels. And remember, Wilson's best game was against the Seahawks when he had the eight catches. I think yeah. the, the biggest surprise was the lack of involvement in the passing game. Yep. You know, it's almost like okay. they did to him what they did to Matt Breida most of the year. But I was also surprised that Wilson got 23 carries. I mean, that's a huge workload. Alfred Morris was was more or less a complete non-factor. And I think I, the biggest surprise is that they beat the Broncos. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Broncos without Emmanuel Sanders and Chris Harris. Um, yeah, they should, they should still be able to beat the 49ers, but yeah... Um, this is the end of season game for them. But you know, Prisco was talking about it on Fantasy Football Today this morning, and I'll take a drink as soon as I stop talking. Uh, the Niners are a really good running team; like they just run the ball very well. Well, and, I mean, it's go back to uh, March when they signed Jared McKinnon. Mm-hmm. This was the reason why I liked him. Yeah, but this was a this was a really tough run defense they went against. They ran the ball uh, okay, 
Next week it gets easier against Seattle. As far as the goal line stuff, I think you probably know it, but Stephen Ridley had the uh, one one or two-yard touchdown. Uh, Damian Williams got a goal line touchdown for Kansas City. That was weird. James Devlin scored a touchdown from the two. Williams Brand- also had a short area touchdown catch. Yes, he did. Brandon Bolden had a six-yard touchdown run <laughs> for Miami. He had two touchdowns today. So Revenge. strange. Revenge indeed. And then after what I thought was a terrible call on the Colts, I think it was on Malik Hooker for uh blow to the head. They got a first and goal at the one, and Alfred Blue, or it was three, I think it was from the three. Alfred Blue scored the touchdown, but then Lamar Miller got one later, and um, Trenton Cannon had a four-yard touchdown run for the Jets. And those are your red zone, or your, your goal line stuff. Okay. I, that was a boring segment. Here comes a segment called, Hey, just saying. Hey, just saying, uh, Doug Martin scored a touchdown in three straight games. React. Now you react. He's good. He's a, he's a good flex option that could be a number two running back. Okay, let's take a look at Doug Martin. Rest of season at Cincinnati next week. What? Denver and then at Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, he only had 32 carries on, 32 yards on 16 carries in this game against the Steelers, but. I mean, are you gonna love Doug Martin next week at Cincinnati? Oh, uh, I'm just, I'm just hoping that Jamie's gonna do it. No, <laughs> he's not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> he's not gonna do that. <clears throat> um, it's the Bengals. No, I got burned by the Bengals today. Hey, uh, just saying, guys. Amari Cooper is apparently a superstar. Yep. I got I got crushed because when they made the trade, I tweeted, I like this trade for the Cowboys. And obviously, you know, the compensation is a big reason why. But my God. For the Raiders or for the Cowboys? For the Cowboys. Because I love this trade for Dallas. Oh, okay. And I got killed for it. You did? Yeah, because they, you know, I mean, everybody thought they gave up too much. Oh, I understand. You got killed because people, because of the compensation, I get you. Yeah. And I understand why. Um, but if this is what, first off, if they make the playoffs because of this, it, it's worth it. The way he's playing right now, he's justifying his draft status. He's justifying the trade. He looks like a legitimate star. Uh, he looks pretty damn good. And he's had his huge games against Washington where he just sort of slipped a couple of tackles and got some long touchdowns. And then this it doesn't game matter. against Philadelphia. It doesn't, but matter. it doesn't, right? You, you, can't, you can't say he did this against this. He's, yeah. he's changed the dynamic of this offense. He's made Dak Prescott look like a franchise quarterback. He looks like a star wide receiver. And it's a great move by Dallas how they pulled this off. And he may be a number one receiver before the season's over. Didn't I, I mean, say? I'm not talking fantasy. I'm just talking about an NFL. I mean, he's he's been a star, and he should be fine in his next two matchups at Indianapolis and home against Tampa <laughs> Bay. Didn't yeah. I say that if he went ahead of AJ Green next year, it would be criminal? I think I said that. I, so. yeah. I still believe that. I'm sticking by that. I would rather have AJ Green next year. Um, hey, I'm just saying, Matt Ryan got pretty lucky today. Just say it. Uh, he did. He did, but Green Bay's bad. Well, how do you guys feel about that? Because, like, I don't come away from that Matt Ryan game and feel confident with him against Arizona next week. He just, I don't know, he's not playing that well. He's at home against the Cardinals. I mean, they're good. They're very good against quarterbacks. I'm probably starting him. Yeah, I would. I'm too. I mean, it's way too early to be thinking. I haven't. Thought one iota yeah. about my rankings next week, but I'm probably starting him. I, I'm honestly I'm midway through it, and I think that's the last guy that I ranked. And I'll just tell you where I 
He's he's right now. He's behind Mahomes, Rivers, Watson, and Trubisky, and I have him ahead of Rodgers. Rodgers at the Bears. Uh, just saying, Josh Allen is the best rushing quarterback in the NFL. Too bad he can't throw. <laughs> Too bad his receivers can't catch either. They have a lot of drops on that team. I'll tell you what, Jamie. I I know he's not going to finish as high as you ranked him, but you got 18 points out of him. You got 101 rushing yards and a touchdown. If people started Josh Allen, they're probably not complaining. Well, I'll tell you what. I I did start him over Wentz. Um, In the league that I started him, I believe he was better than Wentz because it was five points for passing touchdowns. No way. It couldn't have been that big of a difference. Wentz had three touchdown passes. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to go look right now. Uh, like here's the th- I, I was thinking about that the way it unfolded, you had the right logic because Wentz was also lucky to to score twenty five fantasy points at six Wentz. Who who would have ever thought that Josh Allen would be better at running than Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson would be better at throwing than Josh Allen. <laughs> uh, Wentz had in this format eighteen point eight points, and Allen had twenty two point three. How how is that possible? It's not five. Yeah, twenty two point three. No, mm-hmm. oh no, penalties for interceptions. I bet. Must be. But Wentz, that's not a five-point-per-passing touchdown league. Maybe it's four. Yeah, okay. It's a big difference. Like, yeah, it, Four it points per pass touchdown and no inter- no. Or maybe it's minus one. Maybe it's minus one for interception. Well, hey, you found the right format for Josh Allen, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we trusting him against the Lions next week? Yes. He, he'll probably be 18 to 20 for me. Uh, just saying, guys. Alvin Kamara has been kind of disappointing the last two weeks. Yeah, that's true. Start him next week. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, they really found so- found something. They really, mid-game, I think, found something with Mark Ingram. He was just having success. Uh, it seems like he sort of brought them back. Oh, God, they get the Panthers next week. Start both of them. Oh, the Panthers are just awful. Well, that is, uh, hey, just saying... Didn't really work as well as, of course he did. That was a fun segment. We'll have to bring that back. We're going to look at the leaderboard for Fantasy Week 14 in a second. We do got to tell you, though, about the best site to buy tickets, the best app to buy tickets. You know we all use it. You know I got it on my phone. You know I'm talking about SeatGeek. And if you want to save some money next time you're going to a concert, comedy, theater, or, of course, any sporting event, you download that SeatGeek app. Pardon me, that SeatGeek app. And you enter the code FFT. That code gets you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. I love the SeatGeek app. It searches multiple sites, grades every ticket based on value, helps you find the best seats that fit your budget. And every purchase is fully guaranteed. And that's really important because when I'm buying tickets, I want to know that the site I'm using is legit. There are not going to be any issues. SeatGeek's perfect with that. So make SeatGeek your go-to ticket source for everything from sports and concerts and comedy and theater. Put it on your phone. Search for uh, for tickets. I was going to say for shows, but most of you are going to be going to sporting events. Uh, and enjoy. FFT's the code. $10 off your first purchase. FFT on the SeatGeek app. $10 off. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. Leaderboard. All right. Who are your top quarterbacks in Fantasy Week 11? What? Fantasy Week 14. Tom Brady 1. Dak Prescott 2. 455 yards. And three touchdowns with two interceptions and a fumble. Ryan Tannehill, three. Andrew Luck, four. And Matt Ryan tied for fourth. Heath, your reaction. Good job, Tom Brady. It was a good bounce-back performance. 
Uh, you got to feel encouraged if you're at this point, kind of like we said earlier. I don't have much thoughts on the other guys. It, Tannehill. So let's talk about how that last play is scored. So it ends up being a touchdown pass for Tannehill. Yes. Stills gets a catch and the yards. How did not he, all the yards. Not all the yards. Drake gets 51 yards. But that was considered a catch for Drake, right? No. No? A carry? No. I'm not sure what it's considered. Okay. Well, I'm going to look at the box score. How about that? Um, but anyway, it does end up being a touchdown pass for, for Tannehill, who is actually putting together a decent season. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to trust him in a one-quarterback league, but do you, do you think he's worth starting in two-quarterback leagues? Not next week. I did like him in that format this week. We talked about that on the radio show last night. Um, I think you just, you know, take it week to week with him. You know, we'll see how Jacksonville's defense looks in two weeks. But this was probably his last easy matchup if you play through week 16. I don't think you're going to play him against Buffalo in week 17 if you play that far. Yeah. Jacksonville, Minnesota, Minnesota and Jacksonville the next two weeks. Uh, I got, but I do, I do think from a bigger picture, this, most likely solidifies himself as the guy next year. Yeah, and I because got Adam uh, Gase probably comes back, and they're they're very much in the thick of the wild card. They are. Chris. I think they're tied for six. Uh, Kenyon Drake does have one catch for fifty-five yards and a touchdown, so that was a catch. Uh, it's an interesting play. Okay, uh, that uh, that is the top quarterbacks in fantasy week fourteen. Top running backs in fantasy week fourteen. Looking at standard scoring, but I'll try to uh, adjust for PPR. Derek Henry far and away ahead. Saquon Barkley is two. Christian McCaffrey is three. Joe Mixon, guys. Joe Mixon is number four in both formats. And then, <laughs> uh, actually, that's not true. Ezekiel Elliott had 12 catches. So he he uh, is number two in PPR. Number five in non-PPR in Zeke. He got 12 catches in this game for 79 yards. Uh, so you're looking at Henry, Barkley, McCaffrey, Mixon, Ezekiel Elliott as your top five with Brandon Bolden tied for fifth in non-PPR. But how about Mixon? I know we had some concerns, and they were more competitive than we thought probably. 26 carries, 111 yards, 5 catches, 27 yards. He also had a rushing touchdown. Jamie, great game for Joe Mixon. I mean, like Dave said, he's a great player. I think you said that. I said Um, that last night on the show, yeah. Yeah, but he is. (laughs) He's a great player. And uh, the Chargers run defense is not good. So, he's you're not benching him. No, I he just the Raiders next week. He had a, he had eleven to fourteen carries in all six of their losses that he had played in. So I just did not see a scenario where Joe Mixon got twenty six carries. I didn't. Yeah, but it's, him. it's also with Dalton. They're going to have a little bit more faith relying on him. They'll give Mixon some more touches in games, even though they're trailing. Man, Ezekiel Elliott with all these catches, Heath. Who's your number two running back next year in PPR? He's probably Ezekiel Elliott. I don't know. It's probably Saquon and then Zeke. Saquon Barkley is very good. Just he, he is. He, he had a phenomenal game. Aaron Jones also showing up. He's uh, seventh or eighth. Took a, took a while. I was sitting there like, what is happening, Aaron Jones? But he ended yeah, up. Yeah, right. He ended up with uh, more than a hundred and six yards. Or no, uh, yeah, hundred and six yards and a touchdown. Total yards, hundred and six total yards. Wide receivers for fantasy week fourteen. Who's up top? Who's that leading the way? We know Amari Cooper's number one. Juju Smith-Schuster is two. 
Julio Jones is three. Jarvis Landry had an interesting game. Three catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Two carries, 54 yards, and a touchdown. He's ahead of T.Y. Hilton and Kenny Stills in non-PPR, but um, Landry is behind Hilton and Stills in PPR. But your top six are Cooper, Juju, Julio, Landry, T.Y. Hilton, and Kenny Stills. Heath, your reaction? Well, I mean, like if you just look at what Jarvis Landry did as a receiver, it was a disappointing game considering the matchup, but the rushing production makes him awesome this week, and he did score the touchdown. And Baker, again, didn't throw it very much, so the targets, I guess, aren't quite as disappointing. Right. Four targets, though, is not really very good, no matter how many times he throws it. Um, T.Y. Hilton was awesome, considering the stakes of that game and the fact that he was injured coming in. He he may be a, a second-round guy next year. <laughs> He's so good. Nine catches, 199 yards. An incredible game for T.Y. Hilton. Uh, one of the funniest Joe Philbin things ever, and it involves Julio Jones. His first two catches were questionable. Right. And Joe Philbin burned his two challenges. Yeah. I believe it was within the first two minutes yeah. of the game. The fastest ever. <laughs> I mean, it's just, that's incredible. Good thing we got rid of Mike McCarthy. Yes. Uh, this is just, that was awesome. I, I thought Julio, I thought he was going to win the second one, but not the first one. <laughs> uh, your, your top tight ends in fantasy week 14. This is always a great list. Actually, at one point, this was the most predictable list. Look at this. Look at these names. Kittle, Gronk, Cameron Brait, two catches, 12 yards, two touchdowns. The only tight end with two touchdowns. Kittle, Gronk, Cameron Brait, Travis Kelsey, Eric Ebron, Jared Cook. There's your top six. Uh, I mean, that's, that's perfect. Is it there... should have been Dallas Goddard. Yep. Yeah. That was a terrible call. It was a terrible call. Da- did they score on that drive? Uh, they might have. I think they did. Yes, I th- yeah, they did. Okay, so it didn't decide the game. But Goddard had four catches, forty-four yards, and a touchdown. He had a long one called back on offensive pass interference, which was which is not a good call. But what? Who were your top six tight ends this week? The only one missing is Ertz. Yep. From where was Jared Cook? Jared Cook was sixth uh, in non PPR and fifth in okay. PPR. Yeah, I had him sixth. So, so, yeah, it was just Ertz. Basically, Cameron Brait replaced Zach Ertz, and other than that, all the, the tight ends. And in, and in PPR, Samuels would have finished with 15 points. With 15 points? Okay, so that probably would have put him 6th, 7th or so. 6th or 7th. He, okay. finished, he finished with what? 8 non-PPR? Not. Well, it depends on if you have fractional scoring or decimal scoring or not. 8 in non-decimal scoring, 9 in decimal scoring. Yeah, he would have been right there with uh, with Jared Cook and... So basically what we said. Yeah. Yeah. I think he would have been sixth or seventh. Maybe I think he would have been seventh. But he had a nice game. All right. Tight end was boring this week. Let's talk about all the games. Let's break them down. We're going to get to each game, go one by one, give our fantasy thoughts right after this. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. 
So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And we begin with the Colts and the Texans. Indianapolis 24, Houston 21. Andrew Luck with 26 fantasy points. Marlon Mack uh, was lucky to score a touchdown, 14-33 and one. 14 carries, 33 yards, and a touchdown. It was nice to see him dominate carries. And look, he's had some really tough matchups. Uh, and Marlon Mack I'm talking about here. Next week, I don't know if it's much easier. It's Dallas. What's your confidence level on Marlon Mack, who was 48% started this week? Flex. Yeah, yeah, he's a flex, and 48% is probably about right. Okay, Zach Pascal. I'm assuming no interest? No, no. Pretty good game for Andrew Luck, huh? He's good. He's so good. Bounced back nicely. Um, your yeah, thoughts? although that first quarter looked bad. <laughs> did. Long game. Uh, Heath, your thoughts on Deshaun Watson? He scored 19 fantasy points. He threw 38 passes. Just couldn't get that second touchdown. Yeah, it was a, a weird game. Like he he wasn't particularly good, and I was disappointed, and I ranked him too high. But uh, most weeks, again, that he throws 38 passes, I'm going to feel pretty good on him. Saints or the uh, Colts defense played well today. And they'll have the Jets next week, so that should be better. Lamar Miller with 14 carries for 33 yards and a touchdown. He had five catches for 19 yards. This was a very un-Lamar Miller-like game. But he did score. He continues to be productive. Uh, I don't know. I don't have much else here. Demarius Thomas didn't do much. Ryan Griffin had a big game. Five catches, 80 yards. Final thoughts? Did Demarius Thomas have a touchdown callback? I don't remember that. I think he did. Well, you know what, man? You know we're going to talk about almost touchdowns. you got to bring it in case I miss one. Well, you you literally have not talked about almost touchdowns for like a month and skipped over that section. Today. I skip over it all the time. I skip over <laughs> it all the time. Hey, let's uh, almost touchdowns. DJ Moore had an almost touchdown. Um, I talked about all the goal line stuff. Chris Hogan had an almost touchdown. Ian Thomas had an almost touchdown. Juju Smith-Schuster should have had a long touchdown. Didn't happen. Oh, but then he I, caught I one later on that I have a question on the Bonanza. Yeah, yes, sir. Do you get credit for field goals, punts, and interceptions? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so happy right now. I really need this game to be a dud. Uh, I, I, I could not care less about the Bonanza. I'm all about winning. Wow. Fantasy. Selfish guy. Uh, you had everybody buying in. Oh, yeah. Is that what I had? Everybody buying in? It's too cold. I should have picked the cold weather Bonanza. I mean, Bonanza. your Bonanzas have been good. You, you pressured me into making that pick. Look. <laughs> Who pressured you? You did. You you made me do it. I was going to take the week off. I mean, well, no. Hold it, wait. You you can't take the week off of your stick. I, I know. I'm just I'm just being goofy. I mean, that's terrible. Miami 34, New England 33. Patriots had the ball for more than 10 more minutes than the Dolphins. I think we've talked enough about Tom Brady. I, we've talked a lot about this game. Uh, Julian Edelman was great. Nine catches, 86 yards, and a touchdown on 12 targets. Heath, are you getting a little bit more excited about Julian Edelman? Uh, yeah, I mean, if he's going to get this type of target share, then I'm very excited about him. But we don't know this that was, he will. He's 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 shattered Larry Fitzgerald, right? Yeah, oh yeah, that 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 bet would be lost if Adam had the courage to make it. <laughs> uh, uh, what about the Dalton versus Eli bet? Is that a, does that exist or no? Was that was there an injury uh, caveat in there? 
Because I am going to win that, that bet. bet. <laughs> that one I'm going to win. I uh, think that was a points per game bet. Oh. As a Giants fan, do you want Eli back as your quarterback next year? Yeah, only because it doesn't seem like it's a very good quarterback group coming in. So keep draft. him, draft another guy? Sure. Oh. I don't know. Kyle Laletta looks oh. really good. Wow. That guy is not an NFL quarterback. Wow. Five passes into his career or whatever. I'm pretty confident about that. So anything else here? I, you know, Kenya Drake made a phenomenal play, and it was probably one of the greatest football moments of his life. This was a pretty disappointing game if you're a Kenyon Drake owner. Frank Gore looked good. Frank Gore looked awesome. Drake had six touches in the whole game before that last play. I got to say, Adam Gase is doing a great job this year. Kudos for being in playoff contention. It's mystifying why he doesn't use Drake more. Even if they don't trust him to be the guy, use him more. And I've been trying to find the right way to frame this. Adam Gase is remarkably good at making his team less talented and not using his talented players (laughs) while also winning more games than the less talented players should. (laughs) It's a challenge. He just wants to challenge himself every week, I guess. Yes. Um, do you guys feel like Rob Gronkowski is, is back? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, he's back to the point where you have to start him. That's for sure. Well, you, well, we, he was never starting. away from that. Yeah, his start percentage had dipped below 100. <laughs> so I mean, that, that's surprising. This, let's, let's put it this way. He's coming off a game where he got eight targets. He caught all eight of them. He had 107 yards and a touchdown. He gets the Steelers next week, which just gave up a big game to Jared Cook. You not encouraged by that? Oh, of course. I'm just saying. Uh, well, if, Heath's not. If you had to pick. Oh, okay. You're talking to Heath. All right. Go ahead. Well, Heath. when you asked if he was back, like Rob Gronkowski being back to me means he's the number one tight end. I don't think he did. Mm-hmm. I think he's number four at best. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, McKeel didn't have a catch in the second half. So, you know, um, Cleveland 26, Carolina 20. Uh, how much faith do you guys have in Cam Newton going forward? He got the, gets the Saints and the Falcons in his next two games, both at home. Not much. Very little. So Cam had 265 yards, no touchdown. I mean, look, if he just throws, like, Christian McCaffrey got two short yardage touchdowns, you know? Cam took him down the field. But that's part of it, though. He's not getting those short area touchdowns. Yeah, he averaged six yards per pass attempt and ran it five times for twenty-three yards. Yeah, I don't have much faith either. I'm just uh, trying to be optimistic. How much faith do you have in DJ Moore? Uh, I think he's a number three receiver. Yeah, high end number three. Okay, we already talked about Ian Thomas. Baker Mayfield had a pretty nice game, and it doesn't show up in the stats. Eighteen. Well, it doesn't show up in the fantasy points. 18 completions and 22 attempts, 238 yards and a touchdown. He made some really good throws, too. And only scored 15 fantasy points and six points per passing touchdown leagues. And he that's what he scored last week at Houston when he threw for 397 yards. But he had three picks. Um, give me your thoughts on Baker Mayfield. I think he's a borderline starter. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to love him in week 16 for the championship. So I don't think you should drop him. But I don't think I'll want to start him at Denver. I mean, Nick Mullins just looked great against his defense without Chris Harris. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb, 13 carries, 66 yards and a touchdown. He had four catches. He's had three or four catches in four straight games. That's really nice. He led the team in targets. Led the team in targets. Wow. 
And uh, Antonio Callaway was not able to follow up last week's performance. One catch, no, no yards, one target. Disappointing. Um, and David Njoku, man. I, I, I'm looking forward to next year talking about Njoku. David Ingram. Njoku again? <laughs> Njoku, Ingram, and Howard. The three first-round picks from the 2017 class. Oh, I think it's Howard by a mile. I, uh, it is. But I don't know if you had a chance to see Evan Ingram today. When a guy gets the ball in his hands, he's really, really talented. Like He moves like most tight ends do not. Sure. But yeah. my, my argument for him against him was Barkley, Beckham, Shepard. And who was missing today? Yeah. What I'm saying is that like la- next year is last call for Njoku and Ingram to be fantasy relevant probably. I don't think that's the case, but well, I mean they're too young in their career. It's last, last call, call to be to be stars, I think. Like if if you don't break out by your third year, it's tough to break. Not out. for tight ends. You have to be more patient with tight ends. That's actually that's a good point. You're right. That's a good point. That is wow. Mark the tape on that no, one. That it is. It's a great point. It's, it was that way with Ertz, with Kelsey. Is a good point. Well, when did Kelsey break out? His fourth year. Or his third. His third, like, is he didn't play his first year. Right. So it's yeah. kind of different. Third year. All right, Giants 40, Redskins 16. Uh, <laughs> Sterling Shepard is actually pretty disappointing. Two catches, 17 yards, and a touchdown on six targets. Hey, well, what do you expect with six targets? Like, what are you, you hoping for six for 150? More than 17 yards. How was Eli Manning not a top-five quarterback? He wasn't far off. He had 25 points. I think number five had 26 points. Oh, okay. And three he was very good. Games. Yeah, he was good. Hey, you guys have any takeaways here? How about Jamison Crowder and Josh Doxson? No. Crowder's was one play. Doxson's still seeing a ton of targets. Well, I mean, he had five, I guess. So a ton for this offense. Doxson's not completely irrelevant. He has three straight games with 51 or more yards. So, obviously, it's got to be a deep league. But he doesn't give you a no. zero. He doesn't no. give you. <laughs> no, it's Josh. It's Josh Johnson against the Jaguars. I know that they got uh, beat up by true. Derrick Henry that's last true. week. No. <laughs> Saints twenty-eight and Tampa Bay fourteen. So Drew Brees, come on, Drew Brees. Whew. Yeah, well, give me your thoughts, Jamie, on Mister Brees. I like that he's playing the Panthers next week. <laughs> you know, I think Tampa Bay's defense actually played a lot better the last few weeks. You know, I, I was a little resistant to that just because of the, who they've been playing. But they looked, they, you know, they were, they were fast to the ball today. They did a good job against the run for the most part. They got in Breeze's face. I think not having Armstead in there has hurt him a little bit. So I, I'm, I'm curious to see how I'll do against the Panthers, but the Panthers are just bad. They are, they are bad. I, just the, the outdoor, on-the-road Saints, it's worrisome. Uh, it's, I'm going to have a hard time ranking Breeze next week. Well, Drew Brees scored 16 fantasy points in this game in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. That's bad. And that was only his fourth-worst road game this year. He's had three games with fewer than 10 fantasy points on the road. Carolina is uh, is a great matchup. Pittsburgh at home in Week 17, 16. rather. This was certainly, Jamie, the most convincing performance by this Tampa Bay defense in this stretch of improved play. But I think one thing that's going to frustrate fantasy owners is that are we getting back on the Mark Ingram roller coaster? Because he really has been pretty hit or miss. You know, he's had some real terrible games, and uh, I'm, I, it, it almost feels like a guessing game. 
with Ingram. Uh, yeah, uh, you, you could you can say that for sure. But like, I know one of my leagues, I started Gus Edwards over him. I regret that. Yep. Um, it, it just comes down to you know where your where your comfort factor is and and what the situation is. So, in a matchup against Carolina next week, he'll be around fifteen for me. Hey, yep. didn't didn't Edwards do pretty much the same thing? Yeah, but he didn't he score. Did, he didn't score. He didn't score. Kenneth, Dick, Kenneth Dixon. Stole Kenneth it. Dixon scored. Yes. yes. I'm pretty sure that. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. Wow, Kenneth Dang Dixon. It. I thought. I feel like Jim Nance said Gus the bus, and then maybe he. I mean, they both. They, I think Edwards was 35 or 33, and Dixon's 30. Their numbers. They McCall, have a similar build. McCall Jim Nance. With this game from Breeze, is the MVP over, or does Mahomes have to beat Rod Rivers on Thursday? I think Mahomes has to win the division. Uh, I think Andrew Luck should win it. How do you feel about I mean, we'll that? See, we'll see what Russell Wilson does. If Russell Wilson has another big game, he's going to be there, too. I don't really think. But also, I, not, <laughs> not winning the division is going to be tough for him. I, I think it's Mahomes. What a, I mean, what it'd be, hard, a play. it'd be hard to take it away from Mahomes. What a freaking play, that throw to Tyreek Hill. That was so awesome. I went, <gasps> I gasped. Okay, sorry. Back Why to this game. Why did you gasp? Because I was stunned at that play. It was amazing. What had you... to throw the ball. It was fourth down. I, I'm not saying it was bad. It was just an amazing play. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam Humphreys, that was... I you meant old... like you gasped like, why is he throwing it? Oh, no, no. I gasped when the catch was made. Uh, yeah. Adam Humphreys had an almost touchdown, one of the most important almost touchdowns of the day. And Chris Godwin was terrible. He had one catch on 10 targets. That's amazing. I don't yeah. think he was terrible as much as Jameis was terrible targeting. Oh boy, you are Chris Godwin's biggest fan. Well, there were bad throws in his direction. I mean, he tried to hit him in the end zone three times, and they were just terrible throws. How much faith do you have in Adam Humphreys and Chris Godwin? Not next, much against Baltimore. Next, next week. week they have Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore's defense is pretty good, and then they have Dallas the following week. And both those games are on the road. You may be done starting Jameis Winston, but you got a lot out of him. Uh, Kansas City 27 and Baltimore 24. Uh, oh, the Rams. Oh, the Rams. What happened? No, don't tell me what happened. Uh, what happened, Jamie? No, don't say it. Uh, nobody cares. We're doing the show. They hate, people Everybody hate that. Everybody cares. People hate that. People, people text fake, us they, all they the time. Like, it was fun. Oh, they did a fake punt. They love fake punts. But at their own 20. Oh. So what do you think about Gus Edwards not getting the stupid touchdown? Apparently, someone told me Kenneth Dixon got the touchdown. Apparently, I mean it was very bad, but I'm still going to trust him. Trust Edwards. That's trust the, the trust the bus. Yeah, get Tampa Bay. Sure. Okay. Yeah, he got uh, 16 carries. That was very nice. <sighs> Disappointing that Chris Conley did almost nothing. Two catches, 13 yards on three targets. I don't know. Help me out here. How do we feel? Spencer Ware. Nice game for Spencer Ware. Five catches. Great game. Yeah. Definitely got to feel better about him now with the Chargers next week. Yeah. For sure. Much much better matchup next week. And Damian Williams did steal some of the work, but Ware was much better in the passing game this week. And Charkandrick West wasn't active. So was Kelvin Benjamin, if you're looking up for two guys that the Chiefs just brought in. Green Bay 34, Atlanta 20. Well, I don't see how you can trust Tevin Coleman anymore. Question is, are you going to trust Edo Smith? 11 carries, 60 yards. And another question, does it make sense to stash Devontae Freeman, who could come back when? Week 16 or 17? I'll check on that with Freeman. If you have an IR spot, yes. If you don't, no. How, uh, so any any interest in Judge Edo? 
I mean, they get Arizona this week, so deep league flex. Wait a second. I think he can return. Well, eight weeks would be ne- would be next week. So, but they haven't designated him yet. It's practice. Freeman will have to miss this. Uh, uh, week sixteen is the earliest Devontae Freeman could return. I just ran the query on Pro Football Reference. I believe this was the first game ever where a player has had at least ten targets and less than two catches. Wow. <laughs> wow, Chris Godwin Re- into the record books. So, uh, Randall Cobb caught a touchdown. Do we think he could have a strong finish? You're not playing against the Bears, even though he had that great Week One performance. I mean that I think that is the place to to attack the Bears is in the slot. But I'm not. I'm gonna have a, like he's not going to be anything more than a a number four receiver. Jets twenty seven, Bills twenty three. Buffalo had the ball for thirty three minutes forty seven seconds. Jets for twenty six minutes and thirteen seconds. So Robbie Anderson had a nice game. Uh, four catches, seventy six yards, and a touchdown on seven targets. He sort of stole Chris Herndon's thunder. He only had one catch Herndon on, uh, for 14 yards on two targets. I can't imagine you guys are going to be enthused about anybody in the Jets passing game. So I'll, I'll broaden the question. Are you enthused about anybody in either the Jets or the Bills passing games? As Zay Jones took a step back, even though he had nine targets, and Robert Foster had his third huge game in his last four weeks. No, not encouraged. No. I was disappointed in Zay Jones. But are you encouraged by nine targets? Does that... Does that get you get you happy? Make get, put a smile on your face? Um, no. Okay, Robert Foster. I'm encouraged about Elijah McGuire. Yeah, r- real quick though, Robert Foster's had 94 more yards in three of his last four games. It's just like you know, Josh Allen isn't really that good as a passer, so it's hard to trust these guys. However, Elijah McGuire, Jamie, will be someone that you're potentially very interested in next week. Yeah, not necessarily I'm going to start him, but I I just want to see if he could be somebody that you could look at next year. Okay. San Francisco 20 and Denver 14. The Niners oh. have a pretty good run defense. Philip Lindsay, 14 carries, 30 yards, and a touchdown. He also had four catches for 21 yards, so that was encouraging. Uh, any other takeaways from this game? Heath? Dante Pettis, Pettis got saved by a touchdown. Yep. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Three catches, 49 yards, and a touchdown on seven targets. Not so bad. I mean, 49 yards, not so bad for Dante Pettis. No, it wasn't terrible, but it, it was. it's a good thing he scored a touchdown. Yeah. Okay, anything else from this game? Or are we done here? No, we talked about the receivers, right? We did. Do you anticipate... Having Cortland Sutton in your top 30 next week against Cleveland? No. Very Probably in the 30 to 40 range, very mad if I was him. guessing. I'm very mad at him. Chargers 26, Bengals 21. So Mixon, we discussed. Giovanni Bernard had barely any work in this game. He only had uh, five touches. <clears throat> Tyler Boyd, three catches, 52 yards on six targets. It was John Ross who had the short yardage touchdown. Uh, Heath... You've Every been, time AJ Green's out, all he does is score. <laughs> I know. Basically like 10 yards and a touchdown. Heath, how do you feel about Tyler Boyd after this game? I don't feel a lot different about Tyler Boyd. Jeff Driscoll only threw it 27 game, 27 times. It kind of goes back to the Joe Mixon thing. They were more competitive than we thought they were going to be. 
They were able to run the ball a lot more than we expected they would. I, they, almost the entire game, they were th- within one score. Maybe the entire game. Um, I still think Boyd gets six targets on 27 passes. If Driscoll throws it 30, 35 times next week, he'll be fine. But he's probably more of a high-end number three than a low-end number two. And, Jamie, Mike Williams is 73% owned. Three catches, 45 yards on six targets. Would you have any hesitation to drop him? But they are at Kansas City next week. Uh, no, I'd drop him. Okay. And I mean, just, just to, like I'd rather have Deshaun Hamilton next week. This was the worst game of the year for Phillip Rivers. Yep. Guess who had him start of the week? Yeah. Bad timing for this. Yep. Was there a reason for it, you think, or just bad luck? I just didn't play well. Yeah. I, I almost wonder if, uh, you know, looking ahead to Thursday was part of this, too. Oakland 24 and Pittsburgh 21. Another exciting finish. Really, really great week of football. So, man, they, they, they regretted that contract extension for Chris Boswell. Oh, yeah. He's Boswell. He just slipped. He just slipped. Like, all you got to do is stand up, dude. That, he, missed that, the, he missed the kick earlier in the game, too. Yeah, He's no. just, that, He hasn't had a good year. Yeah, that field in Oakland is notoriously terrible. <laughs> Did you see the divot on the field in Miami? No. That they were fixing? My goodness, that is becoming a pretty uh, sketchy field as well. But as far as Oakland... Well, they should, Pittsburgh you know, goes, get rid of that uh, minor league college team that plays there. <laughs> Jeez, they're so bad. Uh, I like that Antonio Brown and Juju are just taking turns every other week now. Well, that's not true. Antonio Brown has had so few bad games because he's had so many more touchdowns than Juju, at least going into this game. In terms of yards, you are 100% right. But Brown, I wonder where the fantasy points are now. Going into this game, Brown was probably pretty well ahead. But Yeah, now, he was like the number three or four receiver in fantasy going into this game. Yeah, this was a bad game for him, no question. Five catches, 35 yards on seven targets, and clearly affected by Roethlisberger missing time. Um, but Juju had a great game. Eight, eight for 130 and two. He's good. He had 49 yards last week. Uh, where does you know, he get drafted? You know where does that? he get drafted next year? Early third round? What do you think? Yep. Yeah. You know who's not that good is Vance McDonald. Like, <laughs> he could have all um, the great, another almost touchdown. great matchups in the world. Um, yeah, that's true. Man, I, I'm slacking with the almost touchdowns. But he's just like, not that good. Derek Carr's had two good games in a row, guys, against Kansas City and Pittsburgh, and he will be at Cincinnati next week. What's the weather going to be? 75 Ooh. degrees. <laughs> no, it won't. Not in Cincinnati in December. <laughs> no. No, it won't. Uh, well, I guess it's going to be a question of how, how much you trust the Raiders next week with a great matchup. Doug Martin and Jordy Nelson, you know, not a terrible game. Six catches, 48 yards on seven targets. It's not great, but... That throw to Seth Roberts to set up the score was Great. fantastic. Great throw. Yeah. You're starting Jared Cook, that's for sure. John Gruden said he was their MVP. Jared Cook has had two straight 100-yard games, following up two straight games with 31 or 32 yards. <laughs> Jared Cook plays a gentleman. <laughs> Detroit 17, Arizona 3. Mm. How is Matthew Stafford having this bad of a year? What How d- is happening? He took away his tight end, his number one receiver, and his number two receiver. <laughs> and, and his line his, sucks. And his best running back. I guess. 
But boy, is he having four fantasy points. He threw for 101 yards. He's Matthew like, Stafford. I was Zach Zenner today. I think Patrick Mahomes is very close to Superman. And he's lost his running back and his number two receiver. But imagine if you took Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill away from him as well. <laughs> well, but you'd still have to leave him with Kenny Galladay and Bruce Ellington and Theo Riddick, who are the same player. How in the hell did Kenny Galladay have five yards? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I actually feel terrible about that because not that I rank him or anything, but I was, I gave that stat. I tried to convince people via email, via Twitter, radio show <laughs> that Kenny Galladay was going to be just fine because Arizona. I think I played, I think I played Galladay over Mixon today. <laughs> two catches, five yards on four targets. Yeah. I guess that happens. Hey, he had five, he had five percent of Matthew Stafford's yards. Uh, what about Trent Sherfield? What that a, game was so miserable. Our, our colleague Brady Quinn called that game, and uh, uh, Pete Prisco drink texted him in the middle of the game to tell him we were watching in the green room. And Brady, said I don't know if you, like, I don't know if you should share this. I don't even know what he said, but I feel like you should. Uh, it was just basically like this is just misery. <laughs> like watching the game was that's a that's a tough game to be at. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Detroit wasn't any bad. I mean, it was it's a tough game to to watch. At one point, it was three nothing until Darius Slay had the pick six. Yeah, Detroit. Oh, I I dropped Darius Slay in IDP this morning. That was great. Detroit seventeen, Arizona three made uh made the Giants Redskins game look like the Dolphins Patriots game. And uh, yeah, what about Trent Sherfield and what about Zach Zenner, the two surprising studs from this game? Move along. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, we have only one game left. Dallas twenty nine, Philadelphia twenty three. Alshon Jeffrey it was Alshon Jeffrey week. Of course it was. Of course he did, Heath. Yeah, he uh he made a couple really nice plays. It was nice to see him uh get involved. It's good to know that the Philadelphia pass offense is not predictable at all and Golden Tate got three targets, had seven yards in the entire game. Uh Nelson Aguilar made a hell of a catch. Yes. What's up with all their slants? You just watching Philadelphia the first time? But it's it's ridiculous at this point. Like it's ridiculous. Because Wentz should have thrown an interception. There was that ball on third down. I don't remember who the defensive back was, but he didn't even look. He like hit him in the arm. It's all these. Slant. Oh, Brown. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Slant after slant after slant, and it's just like, come on now, what are we Beckham? Um. So yeah, so disappointing for for Golden Tate. Alshon Jeffrey was only started in thirty three percent of leagues, and star percentages, star percentages are pretty unreliable right now, um, because it includes all the people who are out and have that and have Alshon Jeffrey. But it's clear from the star percentages, Wentz, 35%, Adams, 37%, Jeffrey, 33%, Golden Tate, 50%. It's clear people didn't expect much from the Eagles. And, um, you know, at least Wentz and Jeffrey came through. Jamie, your thoughts on Josh Adams, seven carries, 36 yards. A lot of mouths to feed. This was always the concern with, you know, Philly. And we got lucky for a couple weeks because no Darren Sproles and Corey Clement and Wendell Smallwood were struggling. But now with Sproles back, that's all reliable. Yeah. So. I wonder what happens next week at the Rams. I guess game script is pretty important for Josh Adams. Yeah. All right, guys. Michael Gallup got nine targets. That was cool. Blake Jarwin had seven catches for 56 yards. I mean, everybody played. The, the Eagles are just so bad defensively. Rod Smith had four carries for 27 yards. Don't be like me. Be smart enough to handcuff Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, get Rod Smith. 
And we've got a 50-yard field goal to finish the half. 57, right? 57! Bonanza! Greg Zerline. That's yeah, why. You're, you're Bonanza so far in my start of the week. Not, <laughs> not so good. Adam, how do you feel about Harold Baines getting in the Hall of Fame? I can't say I know enough, but he just doesn't feel like a Hall of Famer. Like, does he feel like a Hall of Famer to you? Uh, I'm very happy for him. Yeah, sure. That's not what I asked. But Harold Baines got in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> no. That's a, not the White Sox Hall of Fame, the real one. Yeah. I remember watching him as a kid. And, like, all he does is hit. I, for me, like, the Hall of Fame would have, like, 30 people in it. It would be just the, the greatest of the greats. There would be no room for Harold Bates. And there'd be no room for Mike Messina. And I will end it on that. Fellas? No, 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 what? Mike Messina should not be in the Hall of Fame. Why? Because he's... I don't really care. Gotta go back. <laughs> okay, everybody. We'll talk to you on Tuesday with the Waiver Wire. Hope you uh, hope you had a great week. And adios. Adios.